The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity in World Religions is a book by longtime Unity minister Paul John Roach that connects the dots between Unity teachings and the tenets of the world's religions. Get your copy today at unity.org slash worldreligions. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Welcome back to Do Joy, my precious love bug listeners. I hope you're claiming all your summertime joy as this season winds to a close. And I'm so happy to hear from so many of you about how powerful the home play has been being for you and how much you've been enjoying my guests. And I know that today will be no different because I've invited one of my beautiful, wise friends to share his wonderfulness with you today. Norby Vells is a presenter, trainer, and coach with nearly 20 years of experience developing, implementing, and leading programs and workshops. He works with universities, schools, businesses, and individuals to create their vision and transform that vision into reality. And that's what we're all here about, right? Sounds kind of like he knows a thing or two about joy. So welcome, Norby. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's such a pleasure to be here and such an honor to be here. I um I'm I'm very grateful. Um, I was great seeing you too this past week at, at on Sunday. So that was even a, a great start to the week. We haven't seen each other in a very long time, and then we run into each other right before the podcast. So I love how the universe sets things up for us to to do what we're meant to do in this world. I so love that as well and what Norby is referencing is that um, we I'm gonna say we both attend he attends much more regularly than I do a centers for spiritual living we have a really really beautiful active vibrant community in Fort Lauderdale around this particular centers for spiritual living so if any of y'all are listening to this podcast and you resonate with the material this is this is something that you might want to check out there all across the country I can't tell you how often I mention that and people don't know that this is even a resource if you ever enjoyed the church structure you know having a place to go on Sunday morning where there's singing and you just feel that source energy all around you but maybe for whatever reason you're not resonating with an organized religion which I think is the case for many 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 of us on the planet right now today this is the, the church structure without any of the dogma or any of the, the pieces that, um, that, that many of us spiritual seekers are finding a little problematic. So I highly encourage you to look for a Centers for Spiritual Living in your area if you uh, are interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could tell you a quick funny story about that. Please. <laughs> Just to resonate. You know, I grew up uh, Catholic um, and as a little uh, gay boy at the time, didn't not knowing, <laughs> um, I had a lot of struggles with religion. And so I grew up and I'm very grateful for my Catholic upbringing. I call it my uh, culture and my culture is Catholicism because that's how I was raised. And when I got to the age of, you know, discovering other things, I started to question a lot of things about the religion structure. And I say each to their own, whatever works for you, right? But I was became resistance to churches and establishments. And and when I lived in Kansas City, a good friend of mine was like, oh my gosh, you have to come to this Center for Spiritual Living. You will absolutely love it. And I was like, no, thank you. You know, that was it. <laughs> done and and when i moved to florida what i'm doing now i actually worked with a a gentleman that's amazing michael that did the design for my office and when i told him what i do and where i'm from he was like do you know dr chris he's from kansas city he started a spiritual center here and i was like yeah i don't do church anymore and he said you you should come with me And, and the first little little weekend that i went i walked in and I was like, oh my gosh, I am home. Yeah. I am home. It was just such a, an amazing, enlightening, spiritual experience. 
because it was non-denominational. They welcome all religions, all faiths, all beliefs, no beliefs. Um, and it's just an inclusive community environment with great music. So I absolutely love it and found my home. And as Lisa mentioned, we, I saw her the past Sunday and was doing a workshop there immediately following service. So I've become attached with the center and I'm doing some work with them and courses and workshops. So it's a great space. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about that, that workshop, yeah. the subject matter there. Um, it's similar, just in case you have a framework to the Unity Churches, and it's similar yes. to Agape, which is my main church, which is why I don't get to go very often to Fort Lauderdale for the live service. I'm in the Agape Choir and we meet every Sunday afternoon and they're always talking about the service. So when I go to CSL, I miss the Agape service that day, but um, it's all very uh, overlapping and similar. And our current reverend at Center yeah. for Spiritual Living, Skip Jennings, is also from Agape and from Unity. He has a uh, podcast on the same network with two friends of his. I'm going to be on his podcast next month. He's going to be on this podcast next month. So it all just beautifully dovetails and intertwines. And, um, and I really feel if you're listening to this, you would love CSL. Absolutely. And, you know, funny story about unity. My grandmother, since I was a little kid, sent me the little prayer books, you know, the when you get them in paper every, you know, every week, every day, there's a new little prayer. And I got those for many years. And after she passed and my grandmother and I were very, were very, 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 very close, I still got the subscription. So I got her wisdom for years after she had passed through unity, which is based out of Kansas City, where I'm originally from. So it's just the serendipity of all this is is, is really Phenomenal. So I'm glad you brought it up. I got goosebumps <laughs> about how you, you got that messaging continuing from your grandma. We we yeah. bonded on this before. I also had a really special relationship with my grandmother just passed. And oh, she loves to yeah. talk through uh, that type of messaging as well. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. glad to be here and glad to share these messages. So I'm so happy that you are. So we talk a lot about purpose on this podcast because it's just clearly one of those gateways to elevating what we call the joy set point when we lock into a clear felt sense of what we're here to do just having that clarity alone does so much to raise our vibration even if it's shining the light on a lot of steps we might need to take to get on that path just knowing the path that we want to be on can be such an extraordinary boost for our vibration elevation so i want to invite you to to speak to that um that idea about purpose that you weave so beautifully into all the work that you do. Yeah. And I always like to set the context of this is my experience in life. You know, everyone has their own and some people get um, caught up on terminology. So I try to explain it from my context because the thing that I've learned, Lisa, is for some people, purpose is such a big word. And it's like, for me, it was like, I was like, purpose, what is my purpose? Search for my purpose. Is this my, it was like this never ending circle of trying to find my purpose. And I just couldn't seem to find it until one day I experienced this, um, I guess we call it a little download, I, I like to call them, that we don't really have a single purpose. And this, again, this is my own experience. Mm -hmm. We don't have an a single purpose we have purpose and really what we have is a single path or a direction that we were meant to head and i believe that we were born into this world you know with everything we need whole and complete and headed in the direction we are are meant to head and then life takes over it's like you know we talked about religion and family and friends and school and we kind of get going down a different path i call that our should path like i should be a doctor i should be a nurse i should be an attorney i should make a lot of money and raise families etc cetera, etc cetera. and we get going down that should path and a lot of the people that i work with are are well down that should path as i was and if we pause and take a step back and take a look around, there is literally 360 degrees of paths. I mean, it's infinite. And we have one of our paths. And sometimes all we need to do is, is, is really sense, are we going in the right direction? Are we headed in the right direction? For most of us, we can feel that, right? It's like, I feel like I'm, you know, the old, my grandma, I'm walking uphill both ways and, you know, in the snow kind of story. You feel that. It's like constant tension and challenges. When you take a step back and realize maybe that's not the direction I need to be headed, I need to look in these other directions. Once you sense a direction, 
you can get a little more clear on your path. Once you find that path, you find all the purpose you ever need along that path. So for me, it, it, it was easier to let go of trying to find a single purpose and really get clear on my direction. And then once I got my direction, get clear on that path, because then I found my purpose is to live on my true path and and to be bringing my gifts into the world along that path and for me that really shifted my whole experience in life i mean it changed pretty much everything because i was what i call headed in that should direction and running in that should direction uphill because i was like i, I should be a doctor I, I should be a healthcare administrator i should be you know all these things and when I stopped and took a look around and life helped me to stop and pause and take a look around, I realized there's a whole nother direction that I'm meant to be headed. And when I stopped, shifted and started walking in that direction, purpose became about everything I'm doing. So that was such a beautiful explanation. I resonate with that on so many levels. I have a, a parallel path there. And I love that you took the that. I was thinking of Steve Martin and I think it was the jerk where he finds his special purpose. And I don't know yeah. if you know that reference, but it's kind of funny. No, I don't, but, but that's okay. kind of we, we, we won't talk about what his special purpose turned out to be yeah. on air, but um, <laughs> it, it's just that anytime that we're so wanting something with that sort of like intense energy of I got to find it, I got to find it, we're just creating more, more barriers to allowing it to show itself to us, right? We're focused more on what we're perceiving as the lack of purpose than we're focused on the joy and satisfaction of, of finding just that path where you can take the first few steps like you outlined. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and a lot of times I find two purposes inherited. <laughs> ah. You know, like we get inherited purposes, uh, much like we get inherited beliefs um, yeah. that, you know, we, we kind of take on where we've grown up. Um, and so really taking a step back from everything and, and, and diving into your heart and really asking, is this what I'm meant to be in my life? Is this the direction I'm meant to be headed? It's it, you, you get an answer. It's very clear. <laughs> um, people don't like the answer sometimes. Um, and you may be a little fearful of that answer, but it's the answer. And, and over time, once you resonate with that and, and really grasp it and say, this is what I'm meant to be in this world, um, it, it just becomes clear and fun. Yeah. Like, you know, like we, so we, many, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like so many aspects of stepping into who we are, you're right. We have all those inherited expectations and beliefs about what it means to have worth in this society and what it means to have qualities that people will admire in us when all of that is just a block to whatever we naturally are. And our, our purpose or direction is just one element of that. Absolutely. I know, Absolutely. I know a big component of your teaching and coaching and mm -hmm. speaking is incorporating mindfulness and those higher consciousness perspectives. It sounds like that is the the key to to, to noticing that path, right? To seeing it clearly. Yeah, 100%. So um, as someone that wasn't extremely mindful in my whole life, um, was really kind of on autopilot, I, you know, it was a simple book and you know, it's like the, your, your, your spirit's waiting for these things, just a little nudge. It's like the smallest little thing sometimes. And my mom gave me the book, eat, pray, love, or eat, love, pray, whatever. I can't even eat, remember what love, it is. Yeah. Eat, 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 love, eat, pray, love. And, you know, I love that book and I read it and the part that resonated, well, besides eating through Italy, which I love, um, <laughs> was the part about her trying to find, you know, herself through yoga and meditation and so right about that same time as life would have it my my sister mentioned she was doing yoga and i was like oh i should find a yoga studio and and found one and through that practice of just yoga becoming present and then you know inching my way into meditation because i can tell you like we have these preconceived notions of meditation. I sit for 30 minutes and I don't have a thought. That's just doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless you're the yogi master and, you know, I don't know. I just, for, for, for most people and for me, that doesn't work. No. And so I had to ease into that piece of it because I had some interesting first meditative practices, but really I, I started with some guided ones and then eased my way into that. And then now I have a practice of my own that I, wake up in the morning, I check in with myself and it's, I commit to one 
thing that's meditative and one thing that's physical. And sometimes those go together. So it's like, I'm inclined today to go to yoga, which I did this morning, which incorporates meditation and yoga. Some days it's, um, I, I, I really like to go for a walk or a run or cardio. And then I do a meditation afterwards, or we live close to the water by the water. And, and so I just, I, I commit to having a practice where, and we say meditative, it's just really getting connected with yourself, right? It's, 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 it's whatever works for you. You don't have to close your eyes and ohm. You can do that on a walk. You can do that sitting, watching the waves. You can do that, you know, with your dog. I mean, it, it's about meditative practices about being present in the work that I do. And I'm very grateful for um, some teachers along the way. And I think, you know, Andy and Lee, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to one of the retreats and they introduced me to the principles. And that was also life changing because it made things very simple and practical. I did been doing this spiritual teaching and it was really deep and heavy. Like I remember being like, there's a, a small person of us, a child version, a dark, a this, a that, a shadow. And it got like really deep and complicated for me. And so when I was introduced to the principles of like mind, thought, consciousness, I was like, oh, this is easy. This is simple. This is makes sense. And honestly, I've even taken it to another simpler level. Cause if you ever work with me, I like two things. I like two choices for everything. And I really experience life that, you know, that we get stuck in when I use this little mind, this little brain on top of our head, which is our thought generator. Right. And we, we are, we get in that space, which I call our disconnected space, you know, or we're in this connected space, which is the heart centered, you know, um, spirit centered, whatever your belief is, it's this, it's this, the connected to something bigger than yourself, you know, to source. And when I saw and experienced life from those two pieces of the principle that I'm either stuck in this little head on top of my head with these thoughts that are, you know, kind of keeping me in these thought storms, or I'm connected to my source through my heart in a place of just peace, contentment, um, present, then that's where I try to be more often. Now, am I there? No, but I now recognize when I'm stuck in my little head and <laughs> my little brain that I have a practice that I just literally put my hands at prayer center. I take a breath in and I just say, reconnect. And that connects me back into my source 90% of the time, right? And because I have that practice and I, I, I you know, to be completely clear, I, I did it this morning before this podcast. I was had all these things that were going on in my world and it started spinning. And I just recognized I am really in this little headspace on the top of my shoulders, right? And so I just took a few moments out, did my reconnect in practice, came in, sat down and and here I am. So so yeah, the, the mindfulness has become a big part of what I do, but also how I live. So it's kind of like, you know, seeing the world for what it is and, and being able to be present, conscious, mindful of, of, of my true self. And I, I think we don't realize that our true self is that present individual, that person that's not stuck in those thoughts and that little brain of ours on top of our head, that, that, that connected to source, that's the, the true self of us. And, and we can get there at any moment. We just got to figure out what works for us to get out of this little mind brain of ours on top of our head and get into our heart, into our spirit and our soul, whatever your belief, but just getting out of that little headspace. <laughs> I absolutely adore. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast is hearing that explanation through different people's filters, different people's interpretations and, and vernaculars. And I always say this, so forgive me listeners who have heard me say this a million times, but we need that. There's so much out there that takes us away from this understanding and this knowledge that the more different people we can have saying it and sharing their experience of it, that's what it takes for it to become a default setting. To translate yep. into joy school terminology, we use the term uh, horizontal self and vertical self. It's an old Eckhart Tolle uh, language. He doesn't, I haven't heard him use it in many, many years, but when I was doing my deep, deep dive Eckhart Tolle teaching training, it was the horizontal self and the vertical self. And he says that I think 2% of the population knows what it feels like to be in the vertical self because they've set that intention and they've practiced it the way you're describing that you practice it. And most of us are so aligned fully with the horizontal self that we never glimpse 
that that vertical presence that every single person has. It's in every one of us. It's not like anybody came here without it. So I'm going to give them a home play assignment. You're going to say one more time your method because it was simple, like you said, and it was direct. And we have a million methods, but I love for you yeah. to describe how you connect with that vertical self. Listen, yeah, up, and I have a, I'll, I'll share a link with you afterwards to yeah. to a video that I do that I that because you're, you're you're since you're listening you're not seeing my motion I do a little hand motion where I do this you know little okay, hand over my little... head which is like a little house when we're little kids but it, it it's really that disconnected space and when I see and experience myself there I just recognize acknowledge that I'm disconnected and I put my hands at heart center sometimes I close my eyes and I just take a breath in. And as I'm breathing in, I say reconnect. And I, I literally feel it's like that the, the Wi-Fi signal is like do 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 do. I feel it go up. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in my my um company's called Save a Learning in the V, it's a little person that's standing with their arms open in the Wi-Fi signal. Cause that's that's where I try to be. Um and, and when I work with anybody, I really have work with them to find their own practice of that. You know, I share what I do, which is the reconnect, take a breath. And then I encourage them to see what works for you. But but it's definitely a feeling. You can feel when you're in this little headspace. It's complicated, heavy, your eyebrows squinch, and you can feel it. And when you're in that connected space, it's like flow, light, airy, everything works. You hit every green light, I always say. Um, but I'll share that video with you and feel, you know, share it with everyone. For and sure. I encourage you to come up with your own practice. I've worked with people that like work in the IT world and they say online, offline, you know, I've worked with people that are climbers and they use the, the sending and receiving as climbing terms. And so, you know, I worked with someone in, in marketing, they call it a ticker in getting out of their ticker. So it's, it's, it, this is what it's, it's, it's recognizing the terminology for you and then whatever resonates, go with it. You know, I always say, what works for me may not work for you, but there's definitely something that will work for you. It's just finding it. And I always love to share what works for me to give people, oh, ideas here. This could try this. And then if it doesn't work, try something else. Because I guarantee 100% there is something that works for you. Yes. So. Yes. In joy school, we do an exercise where we, we connect and then they have to describe whatever impressions, whether it's visual or feeling sense, or I, I fall backward into this like column of light at my spine. And um, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but it, it's almost like a, a, I call it now my Gumby self because the, the, the column of light has these arms that come like around and, and sort of and, encapsulate my horizontal selves where I can just kind of compassionately see my silly little earthly so horizontal self playing out all the dramas and just bring that overview and that that consciousness and that light to it and you're right it's a felt sense and it's mm -hmm. more accessible than people think people who say oh I've never felt that it's really it's just setting that intention and finding out what it is for you because you're right it's unique to everybody and it's always there always yeah. there no matter what's going on in your your circumstances around you, um, it's always there. And it's just figuring out sometimes, you know, like I said, and that's why I said 90% of the time it works because 10% of the time we get really stuck in our thoughts and our experiences and our circumstances and we make reality out of these thoughts. And, and sometimes it takes me a little bit more where I actually have to go sit on my meditation, you know, couch or chair or my little pillow or I have to go for a walk um, and sometimes I just have to say, you know what, I'm just stuck right here right now. And, and that's okay too, because it'll pass. Yeah, for sure. Just like the, um, the clouds over the sun, like we've talked yep, about before. Yep, people use clouds, the breath. So whatever works I, and, and share what works with you with others, because it's, you're helping others to discover their own inner presence. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. You, yeah. you shared your latest course with me and there was one yeah. module that so closely aligned with the work we do at Joy School and you alluded a little bit to this adorable acronym, but you talked about how we're all connected to this vast source of infinite knowledge and tell us about the, the fun acronym for Wi-Fi. 
So, so I have the, yeah, the acronym, which is the Wi-Fi. And because when I, I believe and what I've experienced is once I'm connected to my source, so once I'm out of this head, I'm connected and I have access to the Wi-Fi. It's kind of like a cell phone, right? You know, it's like connected, they're great, disconnected, they're kind of useless, right? <laughs> you can use them for calculators and other things, but but but, but the, the use comes from when they're connected. We're, we're that same I, humans work the same way when we're connected to source we have infinite amount of of a wisdom at our fingertips literally and so the the wi-fi acronym is i it's called the wisdom i find inside yeah. so and that came out of that retreat with andy and, and lee so that was such a gift because that wi-fi has carried me into the my my business and what i do and helping others to get connected and and so yeah the wi-fi the wisdom I find inside because so many people start, seek externally for the answers. Um, and, you know, I, I, I coach people. So I, I work with people that come to seek help, but they always say, well, what should I do? I'm like, I have no idea what you should do. <laughs> you know, I know that, you know, and I can maybe help you tap into what you know through some practices, but I don't have any of your answers. Sorry, I, I have my own answers. And so so I, I always work with people that help them tap into their own Wi-Fi, tap in, into their own wisdom, because it's there. And we just have to be able to hear it. I, I use another terminology that um, I did a workshop this weekend, so it's fresh, um, that we also have when we're connected to our Wi-Fi, um, we, we were able to connect through our GPS. So, and that's what I call our genius presenting softly. And that's, that's that wisdom because what you've experienced is the genius is our, you know, spiritual higher self, God, guru, genius, whatever you want, the genie in the bottle, whatever you want to call it. It's the, I call it the genius because when I'm tapped into my Wi-Fi, I can really hear that genius inside who's giving me that wisdom. When I'm not tapped in, when I'm in this little brain on top of my head, I get my little human side of Norby, or some people call it the ego, the shadow. It, I don't get caught up in terminology. It's just that it's not the spiritual piece of me. It's not the centered piece. It's the other piece. And and that's who we hear most of the time, that critic, the, the, the chatter in our mind, right? You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Let's do this. The genius doesn't speak in long sentences. When you're tapped into your Wi-Fi, the genius is like, go, stop move a feeling nudge you know i use this an example i i had the genius tap into one day on the plane and I, I used to fly a lot and i'm really big about my seat on the plane i like a very specific seat on the plane like i like being in the front so i can leave the plane get on you know so i have these weird little things that my little mind has created for me right <laughs> this little disconnected mind and i'm sitting on the plane one day and someone just says move my, my genius says move I'm like no not moving, <laughs> not moving. <laughs> and then it says move. And because the only thing that was moved, moved to was a middle seat. And I was like, I'm not moving. And then I hear it move again. And I was just like, rest. And then this couple comes on and they look at me and you could tell that they were like frantic and they were going to have to sit apart had I not offer to move. And I looked up then and I said, oh, you know, here's my genius now presenting as people. <laughs> and I said, would you like to sit together? I would gladly move. And I moved into this middle seat and I sat next to this woman that we had the best experience and we ended up working. I ended up working with her daughter for a while and, and just was very an amazing experience. And that was my genius telling me to move into a space that I didn't want to. And when I didn't listen, it gave me the opportunity one more time to take, to take that, opportunity to move so <laughs> oh, I love that that is so beautiful because it was talking to you before the couple showed you like how and where you would be moving that is so yeah. beautiful yeah and my genius does that a lot of, it, it's it's funny when you're able to tap into your source to those the the, the whispers your, your your wisdom you you hear it and sometimes you're like okay well I'll do that soon right and the way that mine works, and I think a lot of people works, it's like, okay, I just gave you a whisper. Now I'm going to give you a little bit louder, something just a little louder. And I usually, it takes, it used to take me three or four things. Like I'd get smacked on side the head and say, okay, you're not listening to me, <laughs> you know? So now it's usually the first, I say first, the second one. So it's like, I hear the whisper and I'm like, okay, I hear you. I recognize. 
and I'm not going to do that yet. <laughs> and then I get another little thing. And the second one now, I'm like, okay, okay, I, I got it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I so. love the, the acronym that it's the, the genius presenting softly because we, we've yeah. talked about that too, how there are all these competing voices in our heads. And a lot of those muggle voices, those earthy voices are going to be really loud. Like the voices rooted in fear are going to be really loud. But the voice of that higher wisdom, that presence is generally a softer voice. It's it's going to be persistent, but it's not going to trigger emotions. It's not going to be a, a fear-based voice or it's not going to have any anxiety attached to it. It's going to be that very soft. You have to listen for it. And you're right. It'll be very simple, simple directional and um, and persistent, yeah. but soft. Yeah. And the more you listen to it, the more you recognize it. And then the more you recognize the other voice, the chatter voice, because, you know, it's like, oh, I get these nudges and I'm like, oh, oh okay, I hear it. I'm doing it now. I'm going to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you'll be really, really amazed if you really can tap into that. I, I do a practice and I try to do it more often, um, at least once a month. I, I'd love to be able to do it every week if I could. Where I, I, I It's a practice called seeing where the day takes you. Uh... Where I just literally cancel everything. I have no plans. And I just wake up and I just see where the day takes me. And that's really seeing where the whispers take you. And it takes you on a fun journey. So I always encourage people if they can get daycare, dog care, spouse care, <laughs> take off work for a day and just see where the day takes you. Because that really gives you the, I say practice, but the experience of, of listening to your genius. That's beautiful. Yes, I, I do a very little mini version of that in my morning walks. I have different little streets in my neighborhood. So I don't intend where I'm going to go. And I just sort of look for guidance of which street to go down, which way to go for my walk. And like you, I like to incorporate a meditative practice. I've been doing kirtan in my neighborhood. And most of the time people are in their air conditioned houses with the doors closed and nobody really hears me. But my husband teases me that I'm out like spreading all this like vibration elevation around the, the different <laughs> parts of my neighborhood, depending on where the neighborhood takes me because I just sing the kirtan as I walk along and occasionally someone catches me. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. So tell us, oh, okay, so how we get into that, we already addressed, you have your special practice that they're going to practice, mm -hmm. and um, and it's it's settling, right? That's what you called it in, in the course. It's yeah. any way that you find to settle. And yes, there yeah. are all those meditation ways. At one time in Joy School, we had some, some people that just like, I have no time for meditation, no time. We, we built a practice around stepping into the shower. If you absolutely have no yeah. time, but if you bathe on a regular basis, then just set that intention. As you open the shower door, I'm not bringing any thoughts of the future or the past in with me. I'm going to feel the water on my skin. I'm going to lusciously soap up and and let that be it, if that's all you got. <laughs> yeah, so many genius ideas come from the shower with people that don't have a practice because honestly, that's where you get present because your water's hitting you. You're soaping your body. You're like, you're present just by default. And if you could take that a step further and just say, really feel it. I have a practice right now. We, we just got back from Bali, which was fantastic. And every morning we did a, the Gyra mantra, which is a beautiful mantra that is on Spotify. I can send you the exact one. It's beautiful. I listen to that every morning when I get ready and in the shower and I, and I sing along with it. Because, you know, I'm, I don't have a really great singing voice. So the, the mantras are very, you know, it's very meditative for me once you learn the, the words. And then I just go through that practice. So I, the, my showering is part of the mantra. That's when my, my spiritual practice begins. So use what use the, use the time that you have and the experiences that you do. If you're, you exercise, you can exercise and be mindful in the exercise. You can do walks and lots of different, you know, elliptical. I, I, I get really in the zone sometimes in elliptical. I listen to my mantras and just use it for that time to connect to yourself, whatever that means. Yeah, it really can be that simple. I think that's a comfort for people to hear that and, and know that it can be that simple. And if you already have like a, a great meditation practice going, you can always add to it with these things too. Can't, can't be 100%. in that state too much. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's good to change things up. I was such a a, a box checker, you know, because I was really driven by my career and was like, I would get up and when I worked at the university, I was a department chair and a professor and was there for many, almost 17 years. And I would get up in the morning and I would run to the gym. I would do my yoga practice there or workout. I would run back home. I would do my meditation. I would try to get to work early in the morning before anyone got there. And my goal was to have 15,000 steps, you know, like, and 
what happened was my my health practices became part of a routine instead of that's why i i i stopped doing all of that like i i have to do this every morning because i end up having two shoulder surgeries because i overdid it and you know and my yoga and meditation be, became more of a checking the box versus actually experiencing for what it is so that's when i made the practice that i do now is i wake up and i check in to say i'm going to commit to two things something meditative something you know something centering and something um, physical so I can exercise the body and, and just see what, what comes up. I love that. So tell us about Seva learning. What is in that name? Yeah. You, you mentioned the, um, yes, the logo. I love just... it. Okay. So yeah, speaking of, so Seva learning, S-E-V-A, Seva is a Sanskrit word means to serve selflessly selflessly so it's like not you know your weekend donations and doing this stuff it's like true selfless service and when i was leaving the university i I, the universe said okay it's time to go my my um my husband took a job in florida about six years ago and when he got the job offer i was like oh good luck have fun i'm not leaving because i just built this career we just bought, bought this amazing our dream home you know, we had all these things that I thought that were, you know, these boxes, these things that said, I'm, I'm finally here. You know, I've got this great career, my PhD. And um, when he got the job, I was like, okay, you go and we'll see how this works. And I, I had kind of originally planned just to keep our house in Kansas City and travel back and forth and, you know, have a home here and do that. And we did that for like a year. And during that year of having that part of time away from each other, I was able to dive into my own practice a little bit more in yoga and meditation and really starting asking for, for guidance, like what's next? Because I did, I was already getting those nudges well before my husband took the job. There's something else. That's all I got. There's something more. And I love teaching. I absolutely love teaching at the university. And I, I was great at administration and, and the chair position. I didn't love it, but I was great at it. So I thought I had the dream, you know, and I kept being, there's, there's something more. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more. Right. Well, Ken took this job and we, he moved and long story short, I started seeing that there was something else and I didn't know what it was, but one day at yoga, I went to practice my yogi and I said, you know, I'm going to start a company and I want it to be a Sanskrit word. I just loved cause she, every day she would give a new word and she would talk the meaning behind it. And I just loved it. And we looked for months, like, how about this word? No, no, no. And we just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. And I, I call this now holding space. It's just like, okay, bring me a word and I hold the space for it, which means I'm open. Something will drop in eventually. I didn't call it then, that back then, but I do now. And lo and behold, the last yoga practice I had with her before moving, I she's like, we're going to learn about Seva learning or Seva the experience. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's the name. And I... I, I don't know how it's going to evolve because what I do right now is I do workshops, I do coaching, I'm doing courses. Um, I'm also writing a book. I'll, I can talk more about that if you want. But um, but I, I'm, I'm, I do service in the form of, you know, here I'm going to donate to these causes. I volunteer here. But I don't I'm not living the true Seva experience where it's like selfless service. I'm, and I'm honest about that because I'm just not there yet. But I know it'll evolve. Because I've already bought the, the domain Seva Foundation, a nonprofit. So I know that this work is going to eventually evolve into a nonprofit, which will be the Seva. So it's still unfolding. And it was just funny to have the name of the business before I even knew exactly what I was going to be doing. Because I, I quit the university and, and for the first time in my life, I had no plan. Because I just was like, you know what, I, I thought I was going to wait to move until I got a dean position because I was very, next step is dean, I was chair. And um, when that, we had that time apart, I was able to look at what I did and I was like, I love teaching. I love being in a classroom with, with people. I love inspiring others, right? This is what I'm meant to do. And I'm good at the, the administration and leadership, but I don't love it. And when I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to give up teaching and become a dean just to do this, I'm like, no way, no way. And so it kind of unraveled my whole path, if you will. And that's when I was able to dive in and say, there is something different. And when I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit. And I'm just going to see what happens. And Seva, I knew the name of the company, but I didn't know what it's going to be doing. And I still, it's evolving. 
And I knew it and I just let the things unfold and they've unfolded to be where I am today. And I did a, a, a really powerful visioning that I work with people on and I'll share that with you. It's, it's, I, I did it on a plane ride um, from, from Boston to Florida. It was ironic because right after I, I quit, I got this amazing opportunity to go work at another university. Like didn't look for it. I was like, see, this is great. Spirit's guiding me. And I went and interviewed. Well, I didn't even know I was interviewing. I went up to this company because I thought I was going to be consulting with them. And I found out I was interviewing for a faculty position there. And they offered me a job on the spot, which never happens in universities. And I was like, you know what? And something guided me to say, I'll get back to you in a month. And they looked at me and they're like, a month? I said, yeah, I really need to digest this. And I got on the plane and the planes become such a spiritual space. And I, I got on the plane and was like, something said, do a, do a vision, vision your day. And so I just sat on the plane and vision what my day would look like at that university. And it was the same thing I was doing for the last 17 years. <laughs> and spirit said, no. And I, I said, okay, so why don't I vision what I actually want to be doing? And Lisa, it's this right now here today, sharing this experience teaching it in the these courses, doing these workshops, coaching with individuals. It's like I took all the things I loved about my career at the university, teaching without grading, coaching without having to work for someone else. And, and, and I still do writing. I'm writing a book, you know. So doing all the things I loved. And I visioned that. I think it had to have been four, three and a half years ago on that plane ride. And I knew right when I got off that plane that the answer was going to be no to that university. And I didn't need the month to think about it because I had such a clear vision about the direction I'm meant to be headed. And so that's really what led me here um, today to be doing truly what I love to be doing. So I feel very blessed and I, and I love sharing this with others. So sorry for the long answer. I get no, excited. I, going, but I, I get, I love sharing that with others because I can tell you that if you would have told me five or six years ago, I'd be doing this, you know, spiritual ish coaching ish. I call it spiritual ish. Cause I, I, I kind of balance the two, the, 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 the world we live in plus spirituality and call it practicality. Sometimes I would have said, no way. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> and the fact that this has opened up for me and that I get to live this every day is just, is, is phenomenal. I say the so. same thing about my life all the time. I love that. It's, yeah. it's that, that was a great example to show everybody that this is the perk of building that practice, of connecting with that vertical self, with that, that soul wisdom. It gives you this opportunity to really find where you're going to be lit up every single day and wake up and just can't wait to get into your day. And I, I like when when people share their own versions of it, their own stories. That's what we do in my Oasis groups because it just, people can find little pieces of that in their own experience and it all, it just, shows that it's possible and that was such a, a great great example yeah and it's a truly unfolding you know because yeah. it's mine is still unfolding yeah and I, I use the analogy of the path like i'm i'm walking on this path at least now i know i'm going in the direction i'm meant to be going and the path is wide so i could do like little you know diversions and st stops and pauses and go but I'm, I'm i'm going in the direction and and i allow it to unfold and it's 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 fun it's exciting i think that's the thing too, is we take things so seriously, even in sometimes the spiritual world, as you know, it's like things get really deep and complicated. It's not meant to be, yeah. we're meant to have fun and enjoy this life that we're given. Absolutely. My professional bio has evolved over the years and changed in different ways, but for over 20 years now, it always ends with the same sentence about something, something, a career path that's ever mysteriously unfolding just the way she likes it. <laughs> because yes. it's true. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year, but it'll be something like this or even more of all the things that I love because that's the path I'm on and that's the path you're yeah. on and it's the path available to all of us. Yeah, that's it. I mentioned this book I'm writing. I'd written a book right when I left the university, just like these stories. I was always inclined to write something and I wrote it and it was just like uh, a memoir, you know, like who really cares about the life of Norton Bells, right? I do. <laughs> and, and, then, and then the last, I kept getting this nudge again, write the book. I'm like, I already wrote it. And I got this, you know, serendipitously, like this thing popped up, say, hey, you want to join this book writing club and blah, blah, blah. And I did and I did and I have a book writing partner. 
And it's evolved into being like a book about me just to being a book about life and fun. Like I, I, it, the title is going to be called Enlighten Up nice. because it's taking like these little principles, if you will, in life and and telling you a funny story because the stuff that's happened to me, it's, you, I have to laugh at sometimes. And and just seeing what comes of it for yourself because we it's meant to have fun. It's meant to be joyous. It's, you know, it's it's we just take things so seriously. So this book is fun for me. Um, and I hope it's going to be fun for people to read and say, oh, yeah, we get to have fun in all these things, in our relationships, in our work, in our, you know, all these things in life. They're meant to be fun. I cannot tell you how much I love that title. I know that you are a super organized professional person. I'm sure you've done the research and made sure that that is a title that you can use and cap yeah. that off because I don't know what yes. you to tell anybody unless you've got that capped off because that is brilliant. Yeah. I didn't Thank quite you. get it until after you had said it, but enlighten up. That is so, yeah. so perfect. And I'm so glad yeah. that you're going to do something with that. That's such a great Yeah, I mean, it's, You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I always get this thing with the course, oh, I need to copyright. I need to do this. It's like, it's the, it's the getting back stuck in this little mind. And I, I, I have these experiences where I would at the center where I, where I go, if I was working on this course and every Sunday I'd go in that week that I was working on, the, 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 this was the sermon, this was the talk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would go up to Chris, like, hey, Chris, look, I'm this PowerPoint this week. And, da, da, da. and like three times of doing that, he finally was like, yes, I get it. It's <laughs> one source. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, so you heard it here first. And I think for me, it's just also that, that you know, motivation to keep it going, to bring it into the world and actually it exists already. I'm just now putting it to form, if you will. So it's and there's going to be some clever little subtitle. Sure. I haven't figured the subtitle out yet, you know, because that's always the selling point. You can say whatever you want as the word, but it's the subtitle, the tagline that really sells it. So that still hasn't come through me yet. It's I'm a holding space for that subtitle, okay. but it'll come soon. It'll be something fun. It's for the, sure. It's the kind of title that the, what I got was that it, even if people are just scrolling and they see it or they see it on a yeah. shelf or whatever, it's it's a message in itself. It's like it, it all is, you know, the, the book will just be gravy to that message. Not not that yes. you know, people won't yeah. want to read the book. They will. But I feel like people yeah. will benefit even from that being out there just alone as that yeah. phrase. Beautiful. Like, yeah, short stories. I like short stories. Yeah. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like easy reads. <laughs> Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Tell the listeners how they can find you, Save a Learning. Yeah, savealearning.com. I have a courses page. It's not even up there yet. So by September, this will be good. This is great. This gives me plenty of time. So <laughs> <laughs> September, it will be up there. So go to the courses page. Um, the course is called Finding Purpose on Your True Path. So, and a lot of thought went into that, or a lot of actually downloads went into that experience because I wanted it to be about finding purpose, plural, along your true path. And that's what the cult course has evolved to be, so. Oh, it's fabulous. I know the listeners yeah. are gonna wanna follow up with that. I, I normally yeah. record closer to drop time, but I'm taking August off from traveling a lot. So I'm, I'm socking them up, I'm getting them all stored away. So you'll-, you'll Yeah, no, take, take, that, that's important. That's important to do. So I'm, you know, it's it'll be September before we know it, so. Yes, it will. And I wanted <laughs> so to- So in August a is a good month to travel. So everyone's getting back in school and, you know, that's what we're doing. We're moving my daughter and her boyfriend to a new apartment and doing some, uh, oh, nice. going to a, a Greg Braden four-day immersion. That'll be nice. a really cool little uh, small retreat with Greg Braden. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Amazing. I want to do a so, shout out to Andy and Lee Vallelli since we've referenced yes. them a few times. Dear, 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 beautiful friends of both Norby and myself. And there's a podcast that you could listen to if you go to the earlier episodes. We're about coming up on my year of having this podcast. I'm so excited. But it was early on. You can listen to Andy and Lee Vallelli and find out more about their juiciness and their wisdom. That's they're amazing. I went on one of the retreats and they're doing some great stuff with kids now for oh, teens. They have that. a great course. So if you have some teenagers that are struggling with, you know, just teenager stuff, you know, anxiety, depression, stress, they have a fabulous course out there um, that, you know, is available through their website. So I, I stand behind all their work because I love it. I live it. 100% me too. Thank you so much, Norby. I've loved getting to yes. connect with you in this space. And I'll see you this Sunday because I'm going Yay. this Sunday for sure <laughs> to see us. Yes. Thank you all. Big, big love, listeners. See you next week. Bye. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Walk through my life like I was asleep. Once I found inside my heart that you were always, you were always here. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.